Hi, and welcome to Future Proof Your Career, the podcast for VAs and online business managers. We're your hosts, Ingrid Bayer and Melissa Patterson from the VA Institute, your go-to resource for all things VA. Buckle up and let's get into it. Okay, welcome everyone. You're listening to Future Proof Your Career, which is a lovely podcast all about supporting online business managers and virtual assistants across Australia and the world, I think. We can go worldwide, can't we, Mel? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we've got a really special guest and this is our first very special guest that we've had. So exciting. So we're really pleased to have invited and have had Peace Mitchell accept which is a huge, huge bonus. We feel very, very grateful that you're able to join us, Peace. So for those of you who don't know Peace, she is the co-founder of the Women's Business School, which is awesome. But also we were talking about the fact that she's co-founder of the Ausmumpreneur Awards, which many of you would have heard of. And I certainly know plenty of people in our VA industry who have pitched into the Ausmumpreneur Awards. So it's very, very popular. And it really does, I guess, promote um, women doing great things. And, you know, hats off to you, Peace. It's just such a pleasure to have you as part of our little podcast that's going out to VAs and OBMs. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ingrid. It's just wonderful to be here chatting with you today. Our business would not be what it is without the incredible team of VAs that we work with. So I know firsthand the value of working with VAs and I think that that's a message that I'd like to get out to more small business owners is that if you want to scale your business, if you want to grow, you need to stop trying to micromanage everything and hold on to everything and you need to outsource and trust VAs to help you grow your business. So I'm very excited to be here today. Indeed. and. As always, we have the lovely Melissa Patterson joining us. So you've got the amigos today, which is really yeah. good. <laughs> Mel, how are you going? You having great, a- fantastic. Peace, I just want to um, <laughs> jump on something that Ingrid uh, mentioned and uh, delve a little bit deeper. So, you know, Osman Premier and the Women's Business School, which came first? So we launched Osman Premier first uh, back in 2009. We recognised a real need for support for mums who were starting home-based businesses. My sister and I had started our own businesses previously and both of our businesses failed because we didn't have the connections and the support and the people around us to help us to grow those businesses, to answer questions, to cheer us along on bad days, you know, all of those things. And what we found when we went to the Business Women's Network or other local business events was that they kind of looked down on us because we said we had home-based businesses and we realised that there were mums out there like us who were also feeling isolated and disconnected and who really would benefit from a place where we could come together uh, as mums, as business owners and really share the journey and the challenges because it is really hard but also the triumphs and the success. So that's where it all began with Osmopreneur. And then in 2016, we launched the Women's Business School. We saw a need to really provide education, dedicated business education, 
for women who are studying businesses. But it needed to be different from all the other kinds of education out there. It needed to be really time efficient and flexible because women don't have the time to go to in-person uh, courses and things like that. So that's, yeah, that's how it all began. That's really inspirational, isn't it? It is, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I know our VAs will resonate with you, Peace, because, yeah, like you say, it, it it's not starting an online business, well, actually COVID changed our world, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> until then, it was always kind of a bit of a pushing. I always say to people, we push a wheelbarrow uphill <laughs> at, at times and you've just got to keep pushing till you get to the top. So, um, you know, it was a hard slog because we had to explain actually that we could work from home um, and we could do more than just look after a family. Not that that's a just, but a lot of people do say that. And also, you know, I guess, like you pointed out, it comes back to like building amazing connections in order to get yourself ahead. And you know, women, like we're the ultimate connectors, really, I think. You know, it's it's kind of in our blood, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It definitely is a quality that women have. It's a real strength, particularly for business. Yeah. There's that ability to talk with other people, to identify their strengths. Often women can do all kinds of things that we don't even realise we're doing. We know what people are good at or we can read between the lines of what they're not saying as well. Like where do they need help? How can we support them? How can we collaborate? Potential for collaboration. And it's things like that that I get excited about. I, <clears throat> I'll, be, I'll speak to somebody and I'll, speak, I'll be thinking, okay, that person would be great to work with this person. How can I connect them um, and get them talking? Because I can see that magic will happen if I can bring those people together. Yeah. I think it's a gift that women have that men maybe not so much I I think you're right I think um so from my perspective and uh you know experiencing women um which primarily our industry is women and it's not because we say it has to be it just seems to be that way but one thing I have noticed too is that we are very collaborative, wouldn't you say that, Mel? It's like oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know, Pace, you mentioned connection, and I know that's a big part of what you do. Like that's it, Ingrid. That's what we <laughs> that's what we live for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Pace, you've got. Um, I'm just reading through some of your um, social media stuff. <laughs> And you, you actually, <laughs> and it mentions um, the importance of the connection economy and you being a super connector, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Sure. Well, I guess I recognised that connection was my superpower a while ago. <laughs> I I just love it, and I'm and I've always had that ability to find people, bring them together, and then then later on I'd see those people just naturally collaborating, starting businesses together, writing books together, doing incredible things together. And I guess over the years I've recognised that that's a real a skill and a strength that I have and it's my zone of genius as well. And so I've started talking about it more. I'm actually writing a book on the connection economy and super connectors because I believe it's there are qualities that super connectors have that 
everyone can learn to cultivate. So that's that's what the book's going to be about. But I also did my very first TED Talk in October of last year, which was a huge thing for me. It was a goal that I'd had for at least at least four or five years. I'd been saying, you know, one day I want to be, do more public speaking and do my TED Talk. And, yeah, it happened. So, yeah, the connection economy is something I get excited about because I don't think we can do it alone. I don't think we're supposed to do it alone. And I know that so many women, they're struggling because they're afraid to ask for help. And there's a whole host of reasons why that is. I think culturally we're taught from a young age to not ask for help and that asking for help is a sign of weakness or it's admitting failure. And, you know, at school we're taught to strive for individual achievement and get the best mark in the class. And if you're working with your partner, well, that's cheating because you're copying their work. You're not allowed to do that. So at school, we're given this very clear and strong message, don't ask for help. You've got to do it on your own. Do your own work. And then, you know, Disney films, they're teaching us that you can't trust other women. Like if you think about lots of those Disney films, Snow White, Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty, they didn't have any other female friends. They were more likely to be friends with the woodland animals than with another girl. And then the other female characters in those films are wicked stepsisters and the evil stepmother and the wicked witch, these terrible women that there's no way you'd trust them or ask them for help because they're going to bring you down at every turn. And so then, you know, we get to the business world and we're taught to be aggressive get a good lawyer and make sure everyone you meet signs a non-disclosure agreement because you never know who's out to steal your idea. And so we're getting these messages again and again of individualism, competitiveness, distrust and aggression. And it's no wonder connection's hard. It's no wonder it's hard to ask for help. And on top of all of that, there's the emotional disconnect as well and the voice of the inner critic saying, well, you can't ask that because they're going to say no. Why would they want to help you? You can't ask them a favour. And so it's a very, yeah, it's a very hard thing for a lot of women to ask for help for all of those reasons and more. And we need to, we need to get rid of that because it doesn't have to be this way. We should be connecting and working together and collaborating and, and helping each other. And what I've found is that when I ask someone for help, it actually gives them permission to ask me to help them. And it's really powerful, the transformation that happens to the relationship when you both are helping each other. And, you know, it's the law of reciprocity, to giving and receiving. It, ha- it can't be a one-way street. It has to be both. You have to give, but you also have to be open to receive. So I could go on all day about connection and the importance of that, but I just think it's an important thing and I wish that women out there would recognise that it's okay to ask for help. You're supposed to ask for help. You're not supposed to do this on your own. It's a really interesting topic and Mm. I can absolutely understand how you could, like we could go on talking about this hours Um, because it opens a lot of, it's almost like a Pandora's box, really, when you start to unpack it. Um, like yesterday, I was delivering a full-day workshop with a very, very accomplished lady in Sydney. Um, and 
you know, what fell out as part of our conversation was the fact that she'd actually been bullied, like really badly bullied in the workplace. Um, And as a result, you know, there were a lot of things going on for her. She'd actually lost her confidence. And so she'd lost her connection with what made her happy as well. Um, And it, it actually, and she's not the only person that I hear that, you know, Mel and I both train and work with virtual assistants who are starting up. And we do coaching with people who are already existing BAs too. And, you know, it's a real, (laughs) it's so sad to think that this is what's happening to our women who are actually raising our children and, you know, we're together in this. But the, the great thing then, let's think about the flip side, is that I know within the VA industry and I know within your networks as well, Peace, because I'm part of them and I see what goes on, that we're there to support each other. And I know it took me a long time because I came out of a, a bullying relationship mm. at work mm. Um, mm. and it took oh, me a long a time to actually one. trust that that was real. Um, so I think it's huge and I think women actually we, we need to heal a bit too, don't we? We actually need to acknowledge and then heal and then give and that, yeah, like it just raises so many things. I guess that's more not even a question, it's more a statement. Absolutely and so, like you so said, there are so many layers to it. So and needed, When you've really, been burnt before, you know, it is hard then to open up and trust other people but I think you need to heal from that experience of, and and be open to trusting because not everyone is out to get you. And mm. there is there is kind of um, a stereotype that other women aren't yeah. on your side. But in and in my experience, the majority of women who I've worked with are on my side. And you know, of course, I've had we've had run-ins with with women who you know uh, don't have our best interests at heart. But I can count the number of those women over the twelve years I've had my business on. On one hand, out of the thousands, we've got a community of 50,000 women. Out of those 50,000, there's about mm. five, you know. Mm. And so overwhelmingly there are incredible wow. women that you can be working with and talking to and, and being supported by. And I, I just really would love that message to get out to everyone that, you know, check in on your sisters and, and ask them how they're going and offer them help and then ask them for help too. Because we're all struggling and going through challenges and, and hard times at different times through our life and through business. And we, if we're supporting each other, we can all get there together. We rise by lifting others. And it's so true. It's so true. We shouldn't have to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's, I think that is our power is actually recognizing that we're, you know, our colleagues are there to support us and, that collaboration, you know, really, it, and our our network is much smaller than yours, but I see that played out every day with people just paying it forward to others and that really makes me feel so grateful that we can witness that and, you know, a little bit of kindness goes a very long way and just giving somebody that acknowledgement and reassurance that what they have is actually enough and you can actually do it. So, you know, I think that's a really important message to get out there and to support each other really as women. Um, As women in business um, and as women who are, you know, often because of, like you said, because of our upbringing, because of the way we as 
when we were girls are brought up in a family in those traditional stereotypical sort of situations playing out um we weren't given the opportunities that perhaps the males in our family were and we were probably not looked on as being the obvious choice for that kind of thing as well so yeah it's really interesting and I think it's great that we're asserting ourselves um in a way that's not like that's feminine as well like we're keeping the feminine in our in our womanhood as well which is great um peace I've got a question so for people who are listening I really want to understand a bit more about the connection side of things so you know that Mm. super connector how can how can women, so thinking about VAs and people who are working in online businesses, which, you know, we're very familiar with that territory, you know, how would you, like what tips would you give people to start to embrace this connectivity within their lives? I think there's lots of strategies that you can use to start building your network and building relationships. And so I think for VAs, it's really important for them to be active on social media if they're wanting to build relationships and build trust. So interacting and engaging in Facebook groups, so starting posts where they're introducing themselves and not just saying I'm a BA and listing the things you can do, but talking about who they are as a person, what lights them up, what they love to do in their spare time, the kind of books that they read and really sharing more of their personality and who they are. Which then, when you do that, when you post like that or you do videos like that, it will resonate with the other people who share the same values as you do, who are looking for someone like you. And that's how you then start building those relationships and just chatting with people and connecting with them. So in an online space, when we get back to in-person events as well, there's lots of strategies you can use to be networking and meeting people. For example, I love going to events and sitting in the front row. I've met the most incredible people just by using that one strategy. You know, I sat next to the Deputy Mayor of Paris at an event once because I chose the seat in the front row. I sat next to Mem Fox, the author of Possum Magic and all those incredible children's books. I've met Steve Biddle, the parenting author, just because I sat in the front row. Um, That's one really simple tip that I use all the time. Another thing that I do, and Ingrid, you and I are both authors, I take my books along to events and uh, after the speakers have finished, I go up and I introduce myself to them and I give them a copy of my book. That's a simple strategy that you can use to leave a memorable impression. And it's been incredible. Some of the people that I've given my book to have then contacted me later and offered me opportunities. So there's simple things like that that you can do. And I think you need to get over the fear of, oh, but what if they say, no, they don't want my book or what if they're too busy to talk to me? So there is a bit of that. You have to overcome that fear. And I think for introverts, and sometimes I'm quite shy and introverted, that can be a huge thing. So my next tip would be to have some questions up your sleeve. So I always like to ask people things like, have you always lived here? Like it's such a simple question. But people say, well, no, before I was here, I was there. Okay. And then I found that once you ask people questions, if you can ask good questions, they'll just go for it. They'll just talk. So as an introvert, I only need to ask one or two questions and then they just do the rest of the work for me. They just chatter away 
And if you listen carefully to what they're saying, you'll get the clue for the next question. So, yeah, those are just a few tips that I'd have for people who are really wanting to build those connections and those relationships. And I think being present, asking questions, really listening to what people are saying. And I mentioned it before, but really reading between the lines of what people are saying is is important and it's a really valuable skill for developing relationships and building those connections. It's actually, Mel, uh, Peace, with our training, what we talk a lot about is active listening, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't we? And, we? and we also talk about being memorable in the right way. <laughs> um, and so when you're networking to take something unique along to give like so you know most BAs won't have a book to give but they'll have something that can be unique to them that they can hand Mm -hmm. out and I like there's there's an example that anyone listening who's done our training will know that I, I say this all the time do like a C4 card that says you know it's got uh, the one that I've done as a template, which has mm-hmm. got a cup of a cup of tea on the front cover with really yummy looking biscuits. You know those really yummy Kingston bis- biscuits, mm-hmm. like salivate at. Well, I do when I look at them. Um, saying, you know, take a break, put your feet up while I get on with managing your business or while, while I help you. Yeah, you've got them, Mel. Is <laughs> <laughs> one I prepared earlier. <laughs> and, then, and then stapling one of those beautiful tea bags, not a Tetley. <laughs> well, not that yeah, I'm not Lipton. <laughs> something beautiful. Good tea. Corner. Yeah. Something that's actually sealed, like yeah. hygienic, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, being cozy. Yeah, and it's such a simple thing to do, but it's memorable. Yeah. People remember you. Yeah. And it gives you an excuse to introduce yourself to them as well. That's and and it's something to talk about. And I think it's those simple things like that that we can do that can spark a conversation, which then is the beginning of a relationship. And then over time that can develop into a customer or, or a referral. That person might refer you to someone else or, or a new opportunity. And so, also, it comes back to your attitude when you're going out there. You're not going out there to sell yourself. And it's the same with you were talking about on social media and, you know, in person. It's the same. If you go out there to build the connection, the rest will come. If you go out there to sell yourself, it probably won't. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Well, I think that's a really, really great comment. Often what I do before I go to an event I will set an intention. Mm-hmm. And so I never set the intention to go out and make a million dollars. Like mm-hmm. that's not what, I, it's not about the money or sales. I'll often set the intention for magic. That's one of my favourites that, you know, who knows what might happen. Or set the intention to let it be easy, to just like work in flow and just have easy conversations. Or I'll set the intention for connection mm-hmm. and and meet and and build relationships with new people. And so I think that's really important, that attitude that you bring before you even go to an event, you need to be thinking about, okay, what do I want? How do I want to be showing up in this space? And what's that intention that I want to set so that when I go there, that's, you know, that's what I'm spreading. So, like, if that's magic and joy, yeah, go for that because that's where you will attract people to you. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things I talked about in the, in the TED Talk was the law of attraction and how when you you have a positive attitude, then you attract 
positive experiences and opportunities and connections to you. But when you're in that scarcity of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've got to get my business card out to as many people as possible. I need to, I need to get leads. I need to get leads. When you're in that energy of scarcity, it's like a repellent and people are like, oh no, we don't want to go near that salesy person. But when you're in that positive energy and you're cheerful and happy and fun to be around, you're just naturally connecting people and attracting them to you. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's really important. Yeah, it, and it really um, comes back to, uh, look, I find when we're talking to so VAs, so mm. people who historically become virtual assistants will come from an employee background. And probably most of the people that you know too have come from an employee background at one point or another and so there's a fear attached to you know networking getting out there to network and there's this kind of big misconception that we see and I it always would I can understand it um and I guess I'm like you I I treat networking as an opportunity to get out there and meet people because hey I do live in regional New South Wales right (laughs) so any any opportunity is a good opportunity it was really interesting, though, you know, because we talk through that and we often talk about demystifying that whole networking thing. One thing, though, I have to say, you know, over um, social media compared to in person, we recently, so Melissa, Angela and myself, uh, who formed the core part of VA Institute, we had a strategy planning weekend in Sydney. And as part of it, I saw... You know, we should just throw out the welcome mat and invite a few VAs along who are in Sydney because I think, you know, we should just get together for a drink. Thinking and, uh, you know, quite misguided thoughts that only about two people would want to meet up with me, surely. Well, of course, what eventuated was we booked a room, (laughs) organised some food and, you know, had quite a bunch of, of lovely VAs get together. and. After all this COVID stuff has happened and we've been forced into this online world of networking, I know Mel would agree with me what a breath of fresh air it was to see people get together and actually just be together and to tell their stories to each other and to build some recognition with each other so that now we see the result of that and it's only a couple of weeks later, we see the result of them knowing each other online. And so already there's just been this massive flow-on effect that's just from a simple conversation. And there is magic in that piece. Like there is so much magic in that and it's so amazing to watch, you know, and it it really does, it, it fascinated me to see. And actually to the extent that I had thought, oh, you know, maybe we'll have to run our summits virtually. And um, when we got together in that situation, <laughs> I was like, uh, guess what, girls? There is no way I am running a virtual summit. We are going to get together, whatever, you know. So, yeah, it was interesting. It is. Yeah, it is incredible the energy in the room when you get people together. And there's been scientific studies on it that, you know, we do, there's something that happens that when we're together, the energy is different. It's a different charge of energy. And we hold the Osmopreneur Conference every year. And not last year, but in 2019 we had nearly 500 women there and just the energy of being part of that, I wish you could bottle it because it's quite incredible. You've got all of these 
generous and supportive and kind and loving and ambitious and determined and successful women all together and they're all inspiring each other and talking to each other and connecting and strengthening relationships of old friends and meeting new friends and it's just uh it's amazing it's amazing (laughs) and so last year when we couldn't hold it we were just devastated and our community as well we really we we really do need each other and I think I don't know I think women maybe maybe more than men I don't know we uh, when we get at that at our conference everyone's hugging each other and together and they're laughing and it's just it's just so much fun and it's so important I think particularly for women who are working in their home home-based businesses they're at home all day it's quite isolating women in regional and remote Australia as well that's really tough and so when you do get everyone together it's such a buzz in the air yeah but, but saying that I think there uh, the online connections are incredible. So, Ingrid, you and I have never met, but this is the second time that we've connected on Zoom and we're just chatting away like old friends. But I think if we were, well, when we do get to meet in person, because we're, we are actually meeting in person in a few weeks, and so it's fine, we will actually know a lot about each other already. And I think the online does strengthen the in-person relationship as well because I've seen that happen over the years with our business. Our business is predominantly an online community, but you can see the people who connect in the online space when they meet in person, they really hit it off because you can get, like, it seems strange to me that from, like, two or three sentences, you know, as comments, people will find each other and who, who they connect with and who their values align with and who has the same sense of humour. It's it's really quite incredible. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that I've actually noticed is, and, and, again, because we've had to do this stuff online more than anything, is that I let more people, oh, I don't know, that's probably the wrong way of putting it, but I use LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's a great resource. It's a fantastic tool. And for most of us it can be a free tool, right? Hmm. Um what I've found is that people are daring to actually reach out beyond just sending you a connection request. Um, and I don't mean the spammy stuff like, you know, buy my product. It's more about, oh, hey, you know, tell me a bit about you uh, in a genuine way. And I have ha- actually had some fantastic calls. Like we've caught up for a coffee. They've said, let's just, let's just have a coffee catch up. And I thought, do you know what? Like, this is fantastic. So let me, I'm, I'm just happy to go with the flow when I have the availability. And I've had some amazing calls with different people who I wouldn't have known otherwise who bothered to actually take it to the next step. So that whole connection thing. And then I know them. And then, like you said, I know them and I know other people in my life that I could connect them to. So you know, there's a lot to be said for this stuff, right? <laughs> oh, it's actually incredible. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on LinkedIn because I had a, I have a connection at LinkedIn. She's from the UK. She introduced me to her friend who's from France and her friend who's from France was running an awards and nominated me for the awards. And then I went to Paris. And so I met both of them and a whole heap of other women and and that's how I became the Australian ambassador for women in tech. So this one connection at LinkedIn put a post up one day asking for people to contribute to her online magazine, and I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'm happy to do that." 
it led to so much and the value of that connection, you can't even put a, put a price on that because I've met people all around the world as a result of that. I've been across to Paris to visit her. I caught up with her in Lisbon as well. We went to Web Summit. Um, I then spoke in London at an event. And, yeah, the incredible connections just through that one person, the ripple effect of that has been incredibly huge. And so to anybody who's watching who's thinking about should I or shouldn't I go to LinkedIn, yes, you should. And the other thing is that sometimes people say you should only accept connection requests from people you've met in person. I'm saying to you, no. (laughs) No. Because what I've found is I follow all kinds of interesting and different people from all over the world, like everywhere in the world. And if you only were following the people you already knew, you would only be hearing the same thing over and over again. It would just be the same messages. But I have learned so much from hearing perspectives from women from Africa, from Asia, from South America, from Europe, women going through all sorts of different things. I've learned so much about how to be an ally and diversity and inclusion and all kinds of different things that if I had have just stuck to, you know, only add connections who you have met in person, I would not have been exposed to. So, yeah, connection, it's its incredible. It's incredible. I, I, I and have to tell you something really funny about LinkedIn, please. Sorry, I'm not okay. going to say something really funny. The other day someone said to me, oh, you know, I don't know what to do on LinkedIn. And you know, we have this conversation a fair bit, don't we, Mel? And I said, it's okay. Be like me. I'm a LinkedIn tart. And they went, oh, <laughs> Because I'll connect with pretty much anyone, right? <laughs> well, I do. I do have boundaries around my LinkedIn. I'm not a LinkedIn tart. Um, because what I found is that if you connect with men on LinkedIn, oh. some of them aren't there for business. They're there for yeah. a dating platform. Oh, I know. Ingrid's <laughs> got strong experience with that. Oh, I. I have oh, a regular. Yeah. I have a regular communication with another friend who sends me through quite often the emails that she gets from people who've connected with her on LinkedIn and we actually score them. <laughs> so <laughs> we just have fun with it, right? Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, you'll get some weirdos on LinkedIn just like anywhere. But, you know, I, I honestly I do subscribe to that whole thing of, look, I, I'm I'm on LinkedIn to build my lev- my connections and my reach. So I will most often say yes to a connection request. Obviously, I will make value judgments from time to time. I'm not that silly. But uh, I do, I would say pretty much unreservedly, I would be a LinkedIn tart if you want to actually describe that as a thing. I think that's a thing, maybe. Or maybe I made up this thing. I don't know. I haven't heard anyone else say LinkedIn. You could put it in your bio and find yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, Mel, was there anything else that we wanted to cover off with Peace? Um, not really, other than Peace, is there, how can people connect with you? What's the best way um, for them to follow you, get in touch, those types of things? Yeah. Um, I'm all over social media. So I'm at Clubhouse as at PeaceM. I'm at LinkedIn, obviously. I'm at Instagram as Osmopreneur and as the Women's Business School. I'm at Facebook as well. We have Facebook pages for Osmopreneur and the Women's Business School. We also have a private Facebook group called the Women's Business Collective, which is incredible for connections and networking. 
Um, but I did want to um, mention before we wrap up that the Osmopreneur Awards are open for nominations on the 3rd of May, so coming up very soon. Yeah. And I would love to encourage women to enter the Osmopreneur Awards, women who are mums, obviously, who are running businesses, because mums are the unsung heroes. They are doing so much work behind the scenes. It's so challenging. They're running businesses. They're also raising the next generation. And we need to value them and recognise the work that they're doing. And so I just feel like it's so important. We started the Osmopreneur Awards to really challenge the stereotype that mums running businesses from home was just a hobby because it's not. We have multi-million dollar businesses who are run by mums from home. And that's why we started the Osmopreneur Awards, really to get that message out. So for all the mums out there, who are running businesses, love you to have a look at the Osmopreneur Awards. Yes, and we would encourage anyone who, you know, wants to go and enter. Can you enter yourself or do you have to be nominated? Yes, so we really encourage you to nominate yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a really incredible marketing strategy for your business. So it's not about, you know, being vain or anything like that. It's about backing yourself and putting yourself forward. If you don't enter, you can't win. So, yeah. Go out, nominate yourself and nominate your friends as well. It really, really can make someone's day. That's so wonderful. Wouldn't that be inspiring to wake up and look in your email inbox and find out that you've been nominated or, you know, you'd sort of moved up the ladder and potentially had some sort of a finalist um, nomination in your in your email inbox. That would be so exciting. So, yeah, pay it forward if you can and do that sort of thing. Yeah, so. Um, Peace, I just want to thank you for spending the time with us. I know your time is precious and we really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you because what you've got to say is so relevant and, you know, to everyone out there, I just, I look, I encourage you to take these words that we've been, you know, all this stuff we've been talking about and apply it to yourself. It only takes you, you are, you are the biggest roadblock if you want to think about it that way to actually getting out there and connecting with others because the world's a much nicer place when, we, when we're actually able to speak to people and take that, that risk. And for some of us who are, you know, very introverted and honestly, peace, I actually resonate with that because... And I wonder if it's you know we're good we're good at writing books because we're <laughs> we're introverted. Um, but, we don't get out much, Ingrid. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but no, I, I I definitely like as an introvert. I I um I like my own company. I'm, I must admit, so I'm very comfy at home on my own. <laughs> so I have to push myself sometimes to actually get out there. It's always worth it when you do. It's totally worth the effort, you know. It is worth the effort because without it, we wouldn't have met you, I wouldn't have met Mel, I wouldn't have met all the wonderful people that come into my life. Um, so, yeah, great. <laughs> and just allowing yourself to be vulnerable and yeah. putting yourself out there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Peace. It's been wonderful. Yeah. I've greatly enjoyed listening to you. We love oh, thank it. Thank you, Mel, and thank you, Ingrid. I've really enjoyed being here today. Okay, well, until next time, everyone, you know, make sure you go and subscribe to our lovely podcast because you never know who's going to be coming up next. We've got some great stuff in the future, haven't we, Mel? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, we'll see you next time. 
Okay, and thanks for listening to our episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything that we have coming in the future. And also, we'd love you to share this podcast with any friends, family or colleagues who you think would like to future-proof their career. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.